welcome back to the Lifted Warrior Podcast, where once a week I give you strength and strategy on how to attack your week and on how to live a life more submitted to Christ and what he wants for us. So we are still in our Modeled After Jesus series. Last week, we talked about consecration. If you missed it, please go back and definitely know that it will help you. This week, we're jumping into compassion. Um, And even as I was mapping out this episode and mapping out what we're going to be talking about today, it's just become more and more apparent in today's society that there is a huge deficit. There's a there's a big thing that we're missing in society today. And that thing that we're missing is not due to the inflation. It's not a lack of money. It's not a lack of other things. It's a lack of compassion. Um, you know, just with different things that's been happening in politics recently, as far as Roe v. Wade being overturned, like we've really seen a huge outpour of what people's hearts hearts have inside of them. And what I mean by that is it's really hard for people to even address each other without making the other person evil or making the other person just something other than a child of God. Right. And it's, it's really sad. Honestly, it's, it's a sad thing to see because as Christians, we're supposed to be the ones of an example of love to the community. But it's really sad when you see the Christian community not even showing love to the Christian community. It, it's it's wild. It's crazy that we're in a time that we don't see this, this love that Christ gave to us freely being showed to our brothers and sisters when that's something that Christ directly told us to do. Um, and I, I also just think that concerning this, like there has to be a way where we can just have open dialogue with one another. Just because we disagree does not make the other person one evil. And it doesn't mean that we can't have positive dialogue. So as we look into this, let's just move forward. Like what is compassion? So compassion is the thing that allows you to go out of your own way to help someone else or relieve the physical, mental, or emotional pain of, of someone else. So instead of, you know, getting on your high horse of what you think is right or what you believe is right, it allows you to say, hey, let me put myself in the other person's shoes. Let me uh, try to feel what they're feeling at this moment and let me go and be a help to them instead of just throwing my own thoughts or throwing my own, oh, you got to do this or you should do this because that's not how you reach a person. In order to reach a person, you got to be able to feel what they feel. You have to be moved by what they're moved by. So how did Jesus do this? We see it all throughout the Bible. We know that Jesus was a man of compassion because, you know, all that he did was moved out of compassion. But let's look at a couple of different things that he actually did or scriptures that will show the compassion to you. In Mark 6, 34, um, as Jesus is coming into the shore, he sees the people and he says that they look like a crowd of sheep without a shepherd. And if you know anything about sheep, if you know anything about what a shepherd does to a flock of sheep, you know why this is so dangerous. Because sheep themselves are inherently docile, meaning that they don't have really a violent bone in their body. But then also they're very dumb to say it in the, in the, in the most 
PC way that I can, they will just follow the the one the sheep that's in front of them. They will follow them off a cliff, literally, if you allow them to. They 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 don't have any awareness of what's around them. So for Jesus to say that they were like sheep without a shepherd explains even what we are today. Without God, without someone directing us, without the Holy Spirit guiding us, we're unable to see the dangers that are around us daily, which is why he had to come down and and redeem us back to God. So that's one way that he showed compassion. The second way is Mark 10. Um, and it talks about blind Bartimaeus. And Jesus was with the crowd passing through the town. And Bartimaeus saw and knew that it was Jesus coming by and yelled out to him. And it was Jesus's compassion to the yelling out that caused him to stop. And when I was reading this in my time of study, what stood out to me, I was like, how many people in today's society are really crying out, begging for help? But because we lack compassion in a mighty way, we are unable to assist these people. Everybody that was around Bartimaeus was telling him, stop, be quiet. He doesn't have time for you. You know, you know, let him pass by. You know, you're insignificant. But Jesus had compassion upon him because of his cry. And I, I see it today so much where there could be someone crying out. There can be someone who needs help. But because the crowd around them is telling everybody to move on. Don't worry about them. Oh, they they are just they're insignificant. They've done this so many times before. They don't really want help. No one stops to give them help. The next part that I want to kind of highlight for us is John 8. And this is where Jesus is, you know, dealing with the woman that, that has been caught in adultery. So it's not that they don't know that she sinned. She sinned. Jesus knows this. However, what he says, he, he doesn't go and condemn the lady with the rest of the guys. What he says is he who has no sin cast the first stone and slowly everybody walks away. So in this moment, Jesus was showing compassion for someone who maybe in our own eyes doesn't deserve compassion. In our own eyes, this is an adulterer. This is someone who is open, who was so openly in her adultery that she was able to be caught in it. And for us, we see this as inherently bad. Like, hey, we would want to cast her out. We would be just like the other people in this story. We wouldn't be like Jesus most of the time. But what Jesus does and what Jesus shows us is that he has compassion for us even when we aren't together. And I'm glad that God showed me compassion when I wasn't able to <laughs> to hold myself together. I'm still not able to hold myself together, but Jesus shows us compassion. And the last one I want to last part I want to touch on is as far as you know models of what, how Jesus showed compassion is Luke 23 and 34. What's so paramount here to me is that Jesus showed compassion even to those who were persecuting him. Even to those who literally had him on the cross, beat him to his cross and, and was actively trying to kill this man. He said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Now, we can easily say, oh, they just didn't know. He he was saying they didn't know that they were killing the Messiah. But I think it's even bigger than that. I think he was saying that Father, forgive them because they they don't understand the full gravity of what it means to kill a man. They don't understand the full gravity of what it means to take life from someone who they who they, who they did not give life to. And even in this, Jesus still showed compassion to them. In the midst of their murder, of him, he showed compassion. So that brings us to the point of 
in what ways do we need to show compassion? There's a lot of different ways, and I'll, I'll touch each of them briefly, briefly of what I was given to write down. But the first one is the hurting. There are a lot of people hurting, particularly in America, but all across the world. There are a lot of people hurting who have been pleading out for help, who have been pleading out for relief of their pain and of their suffering. And as the body of Christ, as believers who you know say we want to follow Jesus, we have to show compassion to these people. If we don't show compassion to these people, who are going to stand up and show compassion for them? They don't have anyone who is going to actively fight for them most times. They don't have anyone who is actively going to go in and say, hey, this group of people are being hurt by our current system and there has to be a better way. However, we, again, as Christians, have to be the ones to step up and say, hey, how can we help assist the people who are hurting in our communities? Second, we have to we have to show compassion to the lost. The Bible says, how can one hear without them having a preacher? And I know you're kind of saying, how does that relate to compassion? I'll get there. The heart of anyone who is in ministry is to see everyone redeemed back to Christ. So we know that when someone is away from God, when someone is not necessarily connected to Christ, a lot of times it's because their eyes have been closed off to God. They've been shielded. They've been blinded to the things of God. And so these people need compassion. We can't just go out and bash these people with, oh, you're a sinner. You need to repent and come back to God. No, you need to know why they're a sinner. What, What void is it that they're trying to fill in with other things that God needs to fill? A lot of times we look at people on the street or we look at people wherever and we just think that they chose to be there, not understanding that there was a entire life up until the point that you saw them. So there was pain that they that they experienced that before you got there. There was some things that didn't go their way before you got there. There was some things that they they put their faith into that didn't work out the way that they needed it to before you got there. So we have to take a step back. And realize that this is a person, this is a soul, and they have, you know, past history, they have life that they have experienced that needs to be dealt with before we try to just come in and beat them over the head with the Bible. Thirdly, we have to show compassion to the rejected and to the outcast. This is the biggest one, I think, especially for Christian believers, because a lot of us, before we found Christ, we were the rejected. We were the outcast and then we find community in Christ. We find, you know, favor in Christ. And then we refuse to show compassion to the same people who we were because that because now they don't look like we look like. And it's, it, it baffles me because in, I have to constantly train myself to not think that way. But we have to constantly remember that. Jesus leaves the the 99 for the one. And if he leaves the 99 for the one, I guarantee you that one is not going to look like the 99 because that one is not on the same path as the 99 at the current state. That one walked away. And because it walked away, it looks different because it went down a different path. It experienced some different things. It's going to have some dirt on it. It's not going to smell good. It's not going to have your same vocabulary. But because Jesus died for that one. We have to show compassion. We have to go out and go grab that one and bring it back. Fourth, we have to show compassion to people who don't agree with us. 
not everyone is going to agree with what you agree with. There's going to be people in the in the body of Christ that don't agree with you. There's going to be people, you know, outside of the body of Christ that's not going to agree with you. There are going to be people who, you know, downright try to say that what you believe is false, that what you believe is a lie. However, that does not negate the fact that we still, as followers of Christ, have to show these people compassion. We have to be moved beyond ourselves and be able to see from their point of view, be able to see what they feel, what their life experiences are, and be able to relate to that thing. Fifth, we have to be, we have to show more compassion to people who walk away from the faith. I know it's really easy. Believe me, it is so easy to say, I don't get it. To, to think that you would never be the same person to walk away, to think that you don't have the capacity to walk away from God because of what God has done for you. However, we are all one bad day, one bad week, one bad month away from someone else who has walked, who's, who was walking away from the faith, because I guarantee you it, it, they they never thought that they would walk away either. But life came and hit them. In a way that they didn't think life would because they were following God and it made it harder for them to stay submitted. This one in particular is something that we have to show more compassion to them, not just because we have the same ability to do what they're doing, but because we know the consequence of that. We know that being free from something, you know, casting a demon out of someone if they go back to that same thing, it is now seven times worse. So someone who was in the faith who was now rejecting the faith, they now have, you know, seven times worth of whatever it is that they were dealing with before they came to God. So we have to be more moved by people who we, who we see walking away. We have to be, you know, more willing to go out and reach out to these people, you know, get involved in their lives, become true disciples of the word, you know, allow people into your life so they can see, you know, how God is moving in you. And that no, it's not always perfect. That no, it's not always great. It's not always smooth and gravy, but you still have faith in God because it's, it's your faith in him that gets you through day to day. It's your faith in him that allows you to be able to get up in the morning and still face the day. It's your faith in him that has kept you from going back to the things that had you unbundled before. So let's show more compassion to the people who have the same proclivity as you. And lastly, we have to show more compassion to people who are trying to come back into the faith or a, a better way to show a better way to say this is people who are trying to get back to the place that they were with God before they fell. Right. I, I guess you can more clearly see it in the body of Christ when a pastor falls. So a pastor has, you know, whatever's going on with his, his life. And now he's trying to get back to where he was with God before, even try, even if he's trying to go back and minister, we have to be slower in our words or in our judgment of these people and realize that they went through their own process with God. They went through their own timing with God. They went through different things that we did not see. Right. So those, those are a couple of examples of people that we need to show more compassion to. But why is it so hard to show compassion? If this is something that is freely given to us, why is it so hard for us to then turn around and give that same thing back to someone else? The first thing that I, that got brought to my mind was that we don't really love ourselves. It's hard to go and show unconditional love to another person when you've never showed that love to yourself. I was reminded of this even today. Um, you know, it was a nice sunny day. 
my my wife and um, daughter were going out to the pool. And usually I don't go in. There's a couple of things behind that. I won't get into it, but usually I don't get into the pool. I might go in. I might put my feet in next to it, but I, I usually don't go in. But what God had to remind me of is you have to enjoy life. You have to have joy in life before things get to where you want it to be. If you're not able to do that, you're never going to get to where you want to be because there's nothing is ever going to be enough. There's your life is never going to be perfect. You're never going to have everything in the road. There's always going to be something that you could worry about or that you need to work on before you can fully enjoy life. You'll go through life never enjoying it. And I and what God was showing me in that was that I didn't truly love myself. I wasn't truly showing myself the the proper love that I needed. I was I was attempting to love other people, but I can't do that properly until I first love myself. Secondly, another reason why it's so hard for us to show compassion is because a lot of us deal with self-righteousness. We've been in Christ for X amount of time. You know, we've, you know, been following him. We believe in him. We, you know, we got the principles down. We're walking it out. He's moving in our life. And we forget that before God met us, before God called us out of our own sin, that we were sinners. We forget that everything wasn't always easy for us. We forget that, that we had a lot of work to do. And still have a lot of work to do. So what, what what do we need to do to combat this? The first one is we just have to ask God for a heart of flesh. We know that life comes and tries to make us numb. It tries to take away emotion. It tries to take away connection. It tries to take away your feeling. Ask God for a heart of flesh continually. A heart that feels like he feels. A heart that bleeds like his bleeds for his people. A heart that is in tune with the others around him. Not just in tune with yourself. Not just in tune with your own desires. But in tune with the pain of people around you. Secondly, we we have to truly accept the love of God and be filled with it. I, I really think it's hard for a lot of us to accept love from God because we never really got it from our parents. And I'm not saying that your parents didn't try to love you. I'm just saying that you never really truly accepted what true agape love is from God because you didn't have a a real example of what that was from your own physical parents. So we know how to combat it. Two simple ways to combat it. There's more, but that's the that's the basics of it. But why is it why is this so important? It's so important because at this at this moment in time, I feel that the lack of compassion, the lack of love is at an all time high. Secondly, as you move through compassion, that's what's going to move you into ministry. We see we see how Jesus was constantly moved by compassion to help, to heal, to to perform miracles throughout the Bible. The same is going to be true for you. Unless you have compassion for the person that you're praying for, unless you have compassion for the person that you're believing for, you might as well just stop because you're doing it out of out of yourself. You're doing it out of pride almost and not out of wanting, desperately wanting to see the person that you're working for healed, set free, delivered, changed. Whatever the case is. Lastly, if you're called to ministry in any type of capacity, your compassion is what's going to show you what your ministry is. And it's going to move you and push you into that ministry. A lot of preachers are preachers because they have a strong compassion to see truth being preached. And it burns within them when they see something that is incorrect. A lot of prophets 
are prophets because they have a passion to see see hurting people and point them in the right direction, point them back to God. I can go through all of them, but I won't. This is my challenge to you this week. Find one person each day this week to show compassion to and act on it. Don't just go over and pray. If you see a need, feel that need if you have it to, to feel. As we close, these these are the things that I want you to remember. We're, we're in a, a dire need for love and, and compassion to be showed in, in the United States. Second, we as believers must be the solution to this and spearhead the change. In order to see the change, we have to first be willing to be it. Third, we must show compassion to all people, not just people that look like us, not just people that agree with us, not just people that have the same beliefs as us, all people. Lastly, your, your, your compassion is going to be how people see Jesus. If you want more people to see Jesus, if you want more people to be redeemed back to him, show more compassion. Thank you guys for stopping by and listening through the podcast. If you want to continue to build your foundation in Christ, I need you to go ahead and hit that subscribe button to make sure you don't miss any episodes. Also, if you would like to support the ministry, just click the link in the description. Until next week, stay lifted.